Community Radio. We are at the studio with Shayna from Life Essentials Institute and Sam Libowitz, the producer, founder, and seems a little like he could use an LEI session right now. Absolutely. Right now. I'm ready for it. <laughs> and we're here to really, the, the, the show, this podcast is designed to inform people in the community, inform people who we are working together with, who we are continue, continuously working to inspire and not just build community, but build the connection between us and be able to share the tools and resources and opportunities and possibilities that exist in our community. And in today's show, we have a really exciting uh, you know, exciting opportunity to say the word for the fourth time, because life, the Life Essentials Institute, which Shayna is one of the co-founders of it, she's here in the studio live to answer our questions to and to have a real fun, intelligent and informative discussion of LEI, what's available, what's possible, why, why it's even existing and what we as a community could do about it right now, how to support it, or how to start our career as, what do, what do we call it? Ellie, uh, uh, li- do li- teachers, life guides? Facilitators. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Facilitators. L- l- let's start off with s- some basic questions, like where did LEI come from? You know, sure. Where did Life Essentials Institute come from? Sure. So it's a long answer, uh, because there's a lot of history. It started 12,000 years ago. 12,000? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go slow. Just a little while ago. Yeah, okay. So my partner is a gentleman named Armand Vitan. Armand is from Peru, from South America. He comes from a culture where they, uh, they train very young. They trained him very young. Uh, as what they call a lineage carrier. His family carries on a lineage of what we would think of as traditional healing work that's mm-hmm. taught there culturally f- throughout the family line. Mm-hmm. The family line's very large. But when he was born, he was born into a family where they were looking for the next lineage carrier. And right. when he was born, they, his mother tells this great story about how they all came out of the jungles, the the. Uh, and, and out from the mountains to look for the signs and held him this way and that way and they declared he was the one kind of like the, the search for the Dalai Lama he uh. hates me telling the story of course but it's the story and do you have like one sign like one little thing that uh, she said that you can remember I wish I could there's something about I feel there was something about like he has uh, something in his eyes like a particular coloring uh, okay. It's an interesting coloring. That's a rarity, something like that. Okay. But there yeah. were other and signs. A burning bush. What are you looking for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just one little thing. It's just you know, cute. F- like gray flecks in his eyes, or something uh, like that. Okay. But uh, so there are. So he, his aunts and uncles, and I put those in quotes, would mm. come over every day and mm. teach him. And his mother used to make a lot of. Um, you know, it's like the way that we might think of St. John's Wort or Kava Kava. Somebody would come to her for something like a blue heart or a, a headache, and he, they, he, they, she would make a remedy, and he learned a lot about ethnobotany or working with natural 
mm-hmm. elements to heal various ailments, including traditional Chinese medicine, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so he was also taught a lot of the philosophy of of psychocartography or the studying of mapping out the psyche. And mm-hmm. so when he was very young, he understood he had a vision of his own that he would want to bring those teachings out from the blend of indigenous cultures that he had learned from into this culture and meaning the culture at large Mm -hmm. outside of the jungle. And so he went on to receive a lot of traditional education, um, higher education, master's degrees and PhDs and things like psychology and sociology and uh, blended all of that to create programs that we could understand here in this culture uh, that would uh, I, that would serve us in a process that we call meaning making, mm-hmm. um, and and so the Life Essentials Institute is was developed to be the vehicle to bring that into to train people how to do that, what he knows how to do, and then to bring that into the rest of the world. So basically he kind of acted as like a bridge from sort of ancient indigenous cultures and and I don't know if this is the right word or not, kind of modernized yeah, absolutely. what he learned and, and kind of made it something more palatable for the Western culture? That's right. Okay. And safe. And safe. I mean, you could go down to the, the jungles and find somebody that would do what they would call traditional uh, healing work or, or you know we all know that you can pretty much hang a shingle anywhere right now right. it's become a tourism area yeah. and that has a lot of risks and people in this right. culture really those experiences they're not ready for that kind of work or that kind of experience right. but there's a methodology that's under that kind of work mm. there's a basic philosophy that's under it that if you take out the philosophy itself and mm. you and you teach it to people in more of a western language mm. um using western words but in a new way in a new expression then it does bridge that and so uh, i met armand several years ago and started traveling with him in his own practice of these groups Mm -hmm. Um, he's been doing it here in this country for about 40 years and so i observed him every night for years doing these kinds of groups Mm -hmm. and took from that what i saw which was the line that was running through all of it Hmm. and that's how and then I've been working on the language and we're still working on the language how do you take an oral tradition and put words onto it but Hmm. that's what we're doing and I just want to say that this as people are listening to this and I know there are many people who have who have known who do know about LEI the Life Essentials Institute but then they're thinking about not just coming in as a student, but coming into the training program as a potential facilitator. Yep. And this is for you guys to also listen and to hear how we are able to talk about it and how accessible it is, taking it out of the ethereal realm. And right, right. Make it more practical. Mm-hmm. It, you know, presenting the practical of right. it. Yeah. So, you know, whether whether you're listening live and you're able to call with any questions or you're just listening to it right now at the comfort of your own home or car, really pay attention to the fact that we are able to take, you know, ancient wisdom or life, you know, life wisdom that's been accumulated for thousands of years and able to present it in a way that's practical and 
useful and supportive right now to today's yeah. generation or climate or need, whatever yes. you call it. And it's accessible to everyone. That's, that's a huge change that we haven't had before. So you can take this program as the methodology into, we've talked about developing education programs, developing conflict resolution programs, developing addiction treatment programs. We have so many facilitators that are studying that have their own passion about what they want to do. So whether it's using it directly in a group setting or one-on-one -on -one or taken into organizational change structures or business consulting or body-mind programs. I've got fitness instructors that want to use this. This becomes accessible and can change the topography of how we're looking at human interaction and community building in ways that we haven't been able to do before. And so that's the intention with LEI, to train people into doing that, but also to form community and groups that want to practice this themselves. So we have LEI groups forming really actually all over the world right now because we're training people in five different countries because the oh. training is also accessible remotely if you want to stream it. So we're able to teach people internationally, which is really cool. Right. So yeah. li literally like anywhere anyone's hearing this radio station because it's being uh, this program because it's being streamed online over the Internet. Yes. If, if you can hear this radio program somewhere, then you could potentially be trained. You can be trained. You can be trained. Go patient. to the website, yeah. lifeessentialsinstitute.com. <laughs> Sign up now. Right. And where did, did the name come from? Armand. Okay. <clears throat> because what he says is that we get taught all of these really inane things in school and we didn't get taught the essentials, mm. um, the life essentials, really, things like meaning-making. Mm. Most people don't even understand what meaning-making is. I've been studying it with him for a, a while now, and I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface. And the first year is identity creation. Mm. Maybe we can go into some, into some of that soon before we go on a little break. I'm sure you've been asked that before, and... Institute kind of gives it mm. a name of credibility and also s stuff that we seem to be trying to break away from. Mm -hmm. How do you mitigate that? Or is it? Uh, well, me personally, yeah. I love to take words that are used for other things and flip the meaning. Okay. That's super fun for me. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So meaning making so yeah so not uh, we're not trying to we're not running away from what's happening we're actually using what we do have sure to create new meaning sure like the word power right the traditional definition of power is power over something we talk about power as presence your presence has power your presence is power that's i love taking an old word and flipping it like that right Power as presence. Yeah, power as yeah. presence. Pro and power as sharing. Hmm. Yeah, I think I re Relational. Uh, it's coming to me. Yeah, you're remembering uh, vaguely. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> in a co-creative engagement of sharing. That's it. Like, there yeah, you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. It comes ah, okay. back. Yeah, it's coming back because that, you know, out of all the, uh, there are a few of those basic def definitions that I've learned to change and redefine in my own life, and as a practitioner yeah. of. Armand's methodologies. The, f the first full year of being involved in this work was power and That's right. redefining power. And yep. it's so nice. Instead of trying to crush the power or finish the power or break the power, to just use it properly. Embrace the power. Embrace the power. Yeah. Embrace the real power. And presence. Yeah. 
Uh, it's power that we all have. That's right. Yeah. Right. And that we have together and that we co-create right. and change and play with. Right. Mm-hmm. So identity, identity making, meaning making, it, those, are, those are words that you don't hear very often. They're, they're, okay. I, I mean, hear we hear them. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I haven't. Depending I don't, who you are. Right? Yeah, I haven't. I don't hear them much, you know, outside in the world because it's usually about, you know, getting get, getting things right or getting the right, you know, getting stuff that outside of you right instead of learning what's inside of you. Yes. Right. Yes. Th- though I have heard some other teachers talk about identity and how important identity is and and how much of what we have is based on our identity. But meaning making is, is something uh, you don't, I don't hear a lot. But in the personal development world, yeah. you do hear people sometimes talking about identity. Maybe when, when we get back, we, I'd like to hear from you, Sam, about your interests in, oh yeah. on, in LEI. And we can go from there. Okay. Sounds good. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Being Community Radio. The Biden Trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities And welcome back to Being Community Radio. We're here talking with Shana, one of the co-founders, I guess, of Life Essentials Institute. Um... I'm just curious. This is like a probably a really silly question, which I know there's no silly questions. Um, is there like a mission statement or something for LEI? Creating moments of beauty and awe that engender love for self, other, and the world. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, and and as Aurea mentioned in the last segment, I mean, this is is, I mean, it's an institute, so there's a training program, so people are going to learn how to create moments of awe and beauty um, through this, if I'm understanding from what you said, through this sort of uh, reinterpretation of ancient wisdom in a way that we can apply it in modern Western civilization, in cities, suburbs, rural areas, where pretty much anybody can get trained remotely. how long is the training? I mean, is this something someone does in a weekend, in a week, a month, a year? So we have a year program, and okay. it's once a month. Uh, we do them on Sunday, basically, from 9 to 5 Pacific Standard Time. Okay. You can tune in anywhere. You can also watch them later, recorded. Okay. We do them for 12 months to certify you for the first year as a facilitator. So if you finish the first year, then you still will most likely want to keep going on the training program. Mm-hmm. It's, I sort of laugh when people say they feel like that's a big commitment because <laughs> I had so much time with Armand and uh. traveling and asking him a million questions in between each group that I've witnessed him doing. And mm. I feel like I've barely gotten any training <laughs> barely scratched the surface yes yeah. so you know what once once a month for 12 months Month. for six hours at a time ends up to me barely right. touching these topics that are so, so ju- just to be clear because yeah. there are two there is you know if i'm out and listening to this i hear two things there are there's the education 
for people who are learning as an LEI student or LEI as right? an LEI facilitator? No, no. Th- so they're, they're so you y- can come in as a student as well and join one of the groups. Right. And the right. groups uh, happen on average right now once a month. Okay. There are some groups that have different formats where they're coming in once every three months or once every two months. Okay. There's flexibility in the way that the groups are formed. So uh, I, I was I was going to ask you like what does it mean to be a facilitator? Mm-hmm. Like like what's the difference between being a student and being a facilitator? That's a great question. I don't really know <laughs> the answer, and I am a facilitator. But uh-huh. what I mean by that is, I when I go into a group, let's say that Armand is leading a group, and I go mm-hmm. in to do my own process, right. I'm looking at my own life, and I'm looking at my own process, but I'm not right. responsible for holding the space. And yet, oh, okay. I really don't differentiate how I interact with people. Uh, so for me, when I come in as a facilitator, yes, mm. I'm there responsible. And yes, I'm holding the energy for the space. And I'm making sure that everyone is comfortable and safe and having a good experience or a necessary experience, whatever mm. the best experience is for them. Right. But if I'm there doing my own work in mm-hmm. as a student, right. then it would be looking at my own patterns and and. I still look at my own patterns as a facilitator because I'm really there just to be present with everybody. Mm. But th- it's but a it's responsibility. Still a, it's, it's a different role, though. Yeah. I, I it, mean, the facilitator is, I would assume, it sounds like the person that, that brings the group together. Yeah. And, and yeah, is, is kind of guiding and kind of, um, uh, you know, organizing it within the LEI curriculum, I guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are lo- the logistics, you know, right. getting the group set up and being responsible right. for the group like that. And yes, you're right. also responsible for the group energetically, and they're they're yours. They're right. meaning they're they're under your wing, and you'll feel the responsibility as a facilitator. You can't, right. but not. I mean, Oria, you you do both. How would you answer that? Yeah, it's a, it's while the core experience, like you say, is uh, feels the same mm-hmm. in a way. You're growing up, you're expanding, mm-hmm. you are it's self knowledge, self awareness, mm-hmm. continuously learning how to co create, create, invite your structures and environment in order for you to be able to surrender and let go and express yourself and flourish. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, as a facilitator, it, this is also a it's a career opportunity. Okay. It's a, it's a it's a chance to get paid for doing the exact same thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a chance to <laughs> actually right. listen to the, your Funny. to the call of your inner mystic or mm-hmm. teacher, spiritual mm-hmm. teacher, or mm-hmm. rabbi of sorts, or whatever it may be. And that's the most exciting part for me about. Mm. LEI and Shayna being here and Shayna working because well if you just browse Facebook or in the internet you think that there is plenty of career opportunities for the uh, for the growing for the evolving consciousness community mm-hmm. although there aren't that many meaning sp- even the spiritual teachers right now most spiritual right. teachers we know of are dead Okay. No, that's true. And then we have a handful here and there. So there is a huge vacancy in spiritual teachers. And for me, a spiritual teacher is anyone that helps people with their inner work, anybody that helps people bridging their inside and their outside. Okay. So uh, the LEI is is a training program for spiritual teachers. Okay. And while there, maybe if you 
type type in spiritual teaching uh, to spiritual teacher training program in Google you may find a few and honestly you've been in this yeah. you've been holding yeah. this ship for a while yeah. we know that the methodology works we right. know right. that it's been working for 40 years right. so it's for Shana to to do whatever she's doing in order to build a program that enables anyone really to not just become a student but to also potentially become a facilitator right is uh, it's really groundbreaking right and and not necessarily every student's going to want to become a facilitator but i mean i imagine students who've had amazing changes in their life and amazing breakthroughs are going to be like yeah, i want to help all my friends have the same kind of experience i want to be able to to, to do this as well for other people. Yeah. And I would actually say, in terms of spiritual teachers, community is the new spiritual teacher. And so that's mm. one of the reasons I love this program is it's community-based, and it allows all of us to be present and to teach and to support and to share each other. And mm. instead of a career opportunity, I would even say it's a chance for the community to build an alternative economic model that's self-sustaining within the community. That's how I'm looking at it. Instead of... Yeah, career opportunity sounds like a personal yeah. gain, yeah. where, it, it, and it's part of the curriculum, right? That we there's no top down. Right. It's more of a you find your role within a community. Yeah. Mm. So you are uh, learning and experimenting and creating a role for yourself mm-hmm. that r- really is community oriented. And what is it? It's right. creating safe spaces, creating spaces for people to what. Uh, have their identity yeah have the freedom All for their identity that. to emerge yes and for their tr- true essence to come out and that takes time mm-hmm. that's why even the fact that a year may sound like a lot but it's actually not and the right. fact that you are yeah. vouching for one year and what first year is identity yeah, yeah. The personal identity creation which is the personal experience of meaning making so if I am a as a, a LEI facilitator life Essentials Institute facilitator. Mm-hmm. What do I tell my potential students uh, that the first year will be about identity creation and taking a look as at identity as a construct? So most of us think of a, of our identities as very rigid without mm-hmm. realizing it. I am this. I am that. Right. Most of those definitions have come from outside of us, also community, family, culture. Media right. and, and they tend to be very, in general, most places very career focused, or very mm-hmm. sort of family role focused. Either either I'm a banker, a lawyer, a doctor, this or that, or I'm a homemaker. Sure, uh, you know, but that's not really who a person is. That's just something they do. Right, but even what is identity? Right. It's a it's a concept. It's a construct. Right. It's a right. structure. And if you learn how to. If you learn what that is and you learn how you can create one and how you can create the meaning of one, mm-hmm. how does that serve your life? How does that bring mm-hmm. out your essence? Can you create identities that are fluid, that that support you? There's a different identity that you need to be in New York than you need to be in the jungle. Right. If you're going to survive the jungle, don't bring your New York identity and right. vice versa. Right. So how can you create identities in every environment that you're in that bring out your essence? Mm-hmm. So that's meaning making. Hold on, that was big. That's yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that's good. Because 
just understanding that, even if it's for a brief second, and understanding that we have the opportunity to facilitate and help people in that process, mm-hmm. which is ultimately allowing people to be themselves and to continuously generate uh, a state of harmony with whatever they are, mm-hmm. with whatever, you know, depending on the context. Mm-hmm. I've heard Armand say that there's no issue with ego. It's the issue is when you attach yourself to one ego, right. or you feel like mm-hmm. that your entire identity is based on one, uh, one identity. Right. So to uh, connect to the part of you that doesn't change, and to have the freedom to know who you are, that does take support. Yeah, and to create and and to create and generate environments and patterns thought patterns body patterns emotional patterns thinking patterns that support the expression of that self right cuz i mean you're talking about identity is a very fluid thing mm-hmm. and that's something that 90 per- 90 99% of our culture is probably not used to right right as Ori was just saying we're used to being like one thing and that's it but in the, in this concept behind lei it, it's not just one thing it's it's a plethora of things mm-hmm. so you are the thing and it's giving you the space to always change and be supported and honestly ask yourself who are you now what serves you most right, right now right right which which may be different than what served you this morning yesterday last week last month yeah because we all have a story to tell i mean we are all telling a story the question is are we able to step out of the way and allow the story to be told through us or are we trying Mm. to force a story that or fit into a story that's outside of us Mm. or fit into someone else's story of us prepackaged and all that goodies so yeah okay so um we're gonna go out to break and when we come back we'll Maybe talk a little bit about why should someone be interested in this? Okay. Because we're talking about a lot of very heady stuff, and sometimes it's good to bring it back down to, like, why. That's your job. All right. When we come back after this. And we don't know where to begin. Don't know how to fit in. Caught in between the lines. Fighting this world from inside. Can't go back. We're on a so in my experience people have this real bonding or attraction we all do to ancient wisdom i've seen it we live through it still most the, the, the most popular schools of thoughts are religions still mm. they just are because we we feel like if it's ancient if it's indigenous, if it's old, then it must be true. And I guess that is true. It's just that it's been a problem with the way people have been delivering it or something. Because I, I mean, I think of religion as one story as opposed to, and it's great if it works for you, if it brings out your essence, your being, great, okay. What's the problem? If it's serving you, it's great. But I think of what we do more in terms of giving people the constructs to create their own constructs, the tools to support them in creating whatever that is. And maybe that religion serves you today, but it didn't serve you or doesn't serve you tomorrow. Mm. So not getting locked in to something that's not of service to you or supportive of you. And that's the main difference I see so far with 
LEI as well it's well it's based on ancient indigenous methodologies technology philosophy way of being wisdom uh, you somehow managed to not make it dogmatic at all meaning mm-hmm. There are no other pillars or tenants that yes, people study? Yes, there's one. There's one? Be you? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody that's listening, try really, really hard. Don't be yourself right now. You're not trying hard enough. Keep going. <laughs> like, you're you, right? Mm. So all of our, for me, it's, it's a little, it may seem overly simplistic, but to me, there's two types of patterns that emerge from everybody. One is what I call trauma pattern. And the trauma pattern is wherever you fragmented from yourself and created an inauthentic pattern. And when I say inauthentic, I just mean it's not, it wasn't sort of, we were all born. Not who you truly are. Well, yeah, we were all born in a way that I'll say innocent. We're all born, Mm -hmm. I don't mean young or naive. I mean, we were all born in that place of organic unconscious just we were who we were nobody told Mm -hmm. us otherwise so we and if we had been allowed to develop in a culture and a society that supported that in an environment that supported that we would continue to have those patterns those those would have developed organically but inevitably what happens in this culture is we run into somebody or somewhere usually the parent is the first one and Mm -hmm. it's not their fault it came from a long lineage of teaching throughout our generations Mm -hmm. but we were told you can't do that. You have to be something else to fit in. So then you fragment from your own authenticity and you develop patterns from trauma. And everybody in the world has experienced trauma, personal, collective, historical, mm-hmm. somewhere. Some smaller than others, but they all create the same inauthentic patterns that end up creating a life that's not really ours. It's not truly the expression of who we were meant to be. So on a very practical level, I personally would rather be living the life that's the expression of what I'm truly, who I should truly be to myself. Right. That I'm the only one that gets to decide that should. Right. Do right. you believe, or what do you, what do you guys, or what do we say about a personal, do we have, our, th- does everybody have a personal sense of destiny or purpose and a gift? Is there... Like what do you what do you what does the curriculum talk about that? Like I don't know if that's in the curriculum. My own opinion is that is, and what we do talk about in the curriculum is every moment wouldn't be the same for not every person that's involved in it. So it's that drop in the ocean. Every one of us is very unique. We all have two eyes, one nose, one mouth, and yet look at us, we all look so different. Mm-hmm. So all of that uniqueness, all of those unique drops form the exact ocean that we have. And every one of us is needed to, rec- to create that. So it, just, it would be different without any one of us. Right. Uh, Shane, I'm curious. You've been with Armand now for several years. Mm-hmm. You've seen many different types of people come to this work. What, in your opinion, or what have you observed has been sort of the draw or the mm-hmm. pull of these people to the work? It's so organic. I mean, there's this mm. moment that I wait for, and I've seen it with mm. everyone that comes in, where they have this, what I call the pop, where mm. they have this realization, you can't screw this up, mm. and you will never be abandoned. Mm. That alone is a game changer, because this 
culture has told everybody, it was imprinted us all with this feeling of inadequacy. That's right. sort of the mm. cultural collective wounding that we have, mm. the scarcity model that it's all based off of. Right. So just flipping that on people and saying, you're enough, you're fine. Right. And here's a community that's not going to abandon you. It does no, not to say that you aren't going to get, you could have yeah. something come up with one person or you right. might find a group is no longer working for you and you want to pick another group, but right. it's such a large community. You can leave, but it's always there. Right. And, and that's a really huge thing because I've personally been involved in many different types of groups over the years. And I can honestly say I've never f- been a part of a group that I can say like I felt I would that that everybody was always able to be there and be a part of the group like that there wasn't eventually something like if the you know the quote-unquote leader got pissed off at you you were out or two people had a problem and they had a fight oh no you guys can't stay here this is disruptive to the group you have to leave I mean it's it's the fact that you'll never be abandoned or that this the this community mm-hmm. is always there for you i mean that's something that mm-hmm. we don't really find in society today in general right yeah it, and it's not to say again i mean we've all had within this organization because it's quite large right. there have been people that have said well this group no longer feels right or there's right. conflict within the group but number one yes generally speaking there's a place where that that all gets resolved because right. for the most part this community that's a part of their natural intention mm-hmm. but also not to be overly idealistic that's mm-hmm. also allowable the harmony mm-hmm. is that which includes even disharmony mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to fit into an ideal mm-hmm. it can have all of that it can mm-hmm. people can move from group to group but mm-hmm. there's but there's such a broad community that it it does allow for all of that, which is, mm-hmm. I think, some of the beauty. And Armand oversees that all to make sure it's safe. So it sounds like a, an individual may remove themselves from the community, but the community doesn't right. remove the individual. That's right. Okay. Right. There, 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 literally, there isn't a mechanism for that to even right. happen. Uh-huh. Uh, people have seen people banish themselves right. and believe that it's the community. Right. Or right. Right. You'd, you'd see people... Uh, you know, want to banish others, but <laughs> those, those uh, and those, you know, right, th- right, there's, right. there's always everyone in every group, right? You know, there really is. Uh-huh. But what I've noticed that uh, this work does is really just gives people space to be themselves mm. over time, too, yeah. not just mm. for one session mm. or for one season. Some, you know, people, what they get the most is the space. And the safety yeah. to just see what unfolds. And that's, I guess, that's what identity making and meaning making really is all about. Mm. It's really allowing you to see who you are by default. And most of the time we don't really know because we are so entrenched on trying to be someone. Right, and really right. wanting and needing to be someone. That even if people hearing this stuff, they think that, oh, they've done this or they're doing it, but only after facing yourself in mm. in very vulnerable spaces mm-hmm. where you have the space to just be yourself and not feel, you may feel judged, but ultimately there is a softness. Mm. There's a softness that allows you to n- not, f- not feel wrong. Mm. Like you said, you can't screw this up. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did you say before that 
it's really you are okay and everything else yeah. is marketing. I always, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I say that this whole program's a big fake out and don't be fooled. It's, it's, if I could boil this down to one thing, it would be you're okay. Um, um, it's just that everybody's been imprinted and, and just inundated with the message that they're inadequate right, and right. it's it is you're not good looking enough you don't make enough money right. you don't have to drive the right car all that kind of yeah. stuff so, so let's compare i mean i don't want to compare compare but let's talk about it for a second because let's compare well yeah <laughs> i remember I, I worked for another organization which you're aware of and i remember that it was life-changing for me because my job was to travel around the country with uh mr red I'm just going to call him by a different color. So I would, I would travel the country with Mr. Red. And I, I remember New York City specifically, we, rent, we would rent hotel rooms. And in New York City, there would be 800 to 1,000 people walk in. And I did it for 30 different cities for six months. And I realized that all people want to feel is that they are okay. So that drive is there for everyone. People yeah. just want to feel they're okay. But then what? Something else happens. Mm-hmm. And the promise is usually there. And I know from the work that I've been involved in as a student, as a teacher, you really, really can't screw this up. But you can't really market it, meaning you can talk about <laughs> it, but you can't market it because yeah. people don't know that. So, you know, like you said, everything else is marketing. So what what do we have to market? You know, right. we, we market community or yeah. we, we, we are community yeah. and that attracts other people. Well, well, I mean, it sounds like this is something that a community building mechanism is that fair to say the community organically happens okay because when you come together and you open your hearts to each other and you allow for your own heart to be opened and support each other it's really hard to walk away after that (laughs) but that sounds like you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable vulnerable position and that's not something people do easily is it not anymore I think when we were, and this is where the indigenous wisdom comes mm. in, I think mm-hmm. when we lived tribally, when we lived in an indigenous way, right. it was, it's very logical. It's, right. you don't, you don't want to hurt the people that you're close to in that way. Right. Uh, if you love somebody, then you don't want to steal, grab, possess, it just, it becomes illogical. There's no need. So when you're experiencing and seeing and acting from the heart, mm-hmm. then the rest becomes illogical. So the community is a natural outcome of that because it's just logic, honestly. Mm. That's how I look at it. I think when you try to build community, you can come from an ideal mm. that just doesn't always work. I've seen that end up into, mm-hmm. and you've seen it as well. I see Aurea is nodding his head. But yeah. we've both seen communities that become corrupt from places of power, places of dominance, right, places of right. idealism, places of dogma. It doesn't it, it doesn't allow for that real connection. Yeah, I'm not you know, I'm nodding my head because I remember speaking about community building. Mm-hmm. But it was more of a buzzword. And uh. then seeing community building around this because real community really begins with one or two people mm-hmm. that you trust. Mm. And really, sometimes even in right. a community of 2,000 people, you still just trust three or four people, and that's enough. 
Right. That's enough. And those, you know, so you have two people that you trust, and those two people have another two people that they trust, and those two people have another four people. So essentially, you may still just be really intimate with three, four people, but the security and safety and the resources that come together, I mean, mm. this is a prime example of being community because right. you have your own double, double diamond center. A the healing center, center. Uh, and then you also have a talking alternative studio. Right. Uh, so, and then I have my practice, and right. I have my evenings, and I have my sessions. Right. Shana has her things, but then at the same time, we all come here for come we together. have shared resources, yeah. right. and we, and the value system is different. The, what we do for each other is so much greater than right. if we were to meet at a networking event and just right. exchange business cards. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the it, but it, yeah, and and we have some shared experiences together, though that that I think allowed us to be able to feel safe with each other to open up in a way that we wouldn't open up in a business networking. So when we come back, let's talk right. about that and then LEI journey. Okay, right. sounds good. We'll be back in just a minute. So tap me out and tap me into you Heal my brain and my body too Balance my chemistry, hydrate these cells Cause the body talks and meditation helps The body talks and meditation helps And welcome back to Being Community Radio. We're talking this evening with Shana, a co-founder of Life Essentials Institute. Um, I had a question. Now I forgot what the it was. question was. You said we have some shared experiences together that have allowed right. you to to it's feel safe in your heart and to open up to other community. And right, maybe Shana can talk. Well, well, I guess it's it's you know it's one thing to have a shared experience with someone. But it's hard to convey that sometimes in words with people when you're trying to explain to them, like, why this is something they should be interested in. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, how you attract people to come into this work? Is it, is it purely just by your presence being who you are? I mean, like, how do you talk about this work to people who, you know, maybe they are on a spiritual path? Maybe they're not. I mean, you know, I'm sure all kinds of people come to this work. Who, who may or may not care about spirituality, but they see something in it for them. So it's like, how do you, you know, talk to people who don't necessarily have a context in which to understand this work? Does that make sense? It does. I think, I think everybody has a context because the context is their life. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is seeking something in their life, whether it's spiritual, whether they're looking at it as spirituality or not, Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Most people are looking for a place to be themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't look to market it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, the question... That no, but I'm not about marketing, but uh, let's say yeah, we yeah. just happened to meet, you know, whatever. We were sitting next to each other at a cafe, and we struck up a conversation, and and we just started talking, and you thought, oh, you know what? Maybe Sam might be interested in this. <laughs> How would you talk about it with me i think the way we're talking about it right now right now okay <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I don't think it's that complicated i think it's pretty easy i mean so far this work is growing exponentially in a way that we've had to train 
literally a, a few hundred people to, oh, really? to take the volume because yeah because we we have people we have wait lists to work with some of us individually as private mm. one-on-one and it's not even just the groups we do i i do mm-hmm. private consulting i do business consulting okay. we work with companies and people and individuals and organizations all over the world i do conflict resolution i've taken uh, this methodology okay. to work uh with syrian political activists um, oh, really? we oh. have people that are developing this in addiction treatment programs mm-hmm. Education reform is another one. Mm. This methodology can really go everywhere. This is a practice and a safe practice for everyone. And so there's really not any anyone that I've ever mentioned it to that doesn't at least get curious when you start mm. talking about it. Me personally, I can feel into each individual's desire, why they're talking to me, why they're on the other end mm. of my phone, or, or if mm. somebody has referred them to me. There's always... Um, there's always a feeling for each person Mm. and so there's not a formulaic answer and and the other part is when I talk about trauma when I talk Mm. about fragmenting from oneself when I talk about or sometimes I call that heartbreak Mm -hmm. that's my version of you know heartbreak is anywhere where you had to fragment from yourself right you just you you had a very dramatic reaction when I said that that Right. I know people listening can't see, but right. it's, but that is the reaction I get every time I say that people are right. like, yes, that has happened. What do yes. I do with that? How it hurts? Yeah, How do yeah. I get out of it? Great. Let's talk about it. And I'm not yeah. going to give you a dogma and say, read this and do these 10 steps or, you know, say this meditation prayer chant. I don't have a formulaic answer. Right. What I will say is let's look at the patterns mm-hmm. and let's see if they're emanating from trauma or they're bringing out the fullest expression of you. Mm. It's not hard to tell the difference. If you're looping right. in a yeah. pattern that is painful, mm-hmm. hint, hint, <laughs> you're in trauma. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and as someone who's personally, I'm s- stepping up and offering and exploring mentoring, LEI group building and LEI facilitation, that question itself presents the, the the dilemma of the old way of thinking, especially right. in the coaching and holistic right. uh, world, where it if ultimately by coming to the training, if if you participate in the right way to in any of this work, mm-hmm. then who you are, like it's so uh, LEI be- becomes arbitrary to your expression, meaning the methodology, mm-hmm. the the, okay. the messaging, right. it's arbitrary to what you are. What your essence is out there attracting just because I want to help people come back home to themselves. Right. I, I see visions of people nicer to each other. So when my right. son is 14, he has, right. doesn't have to deal with as much competition. Right. So that, 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 will, that would continue to ooze out of you just because you have the space to see what you are, what you are bonding towards. Who are you when you don't have to worry about fitting in or trying to mm. be someone? Mm. That's the one part. And the other part is to also know that we are waiting for conversations, really. We're not, mm. we don't really, we're not out there starting too many conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're waiting for conversations. Mm. So it's, it's, it's okay. this, it's this dance of, you know, building, building structures or creating spaces of invitation. Mm-hmm. Those are the, you know that's that's what marketing is for this work really there is no it's not about marketing it's about creating spaces of invitation okay stepping back 
and then knowing that when it's time for you to speak you will know what to say mm. because you're either most of my training and I'm mm. using air quotes yeah. most of my training over the past five years has been to cultivate a sense of emptiness mm. people tell me wow you're so different during mm. a session than outside I say yeah because during a session my work is to be empty and to really be mm. in here with you guys mm. where outside I'm more sarcastic I'm more this I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more edgy And mm. when you're open and you know yourself, then it life can express like itself through yourself. you. Yes. I mean, yeah. it sounds like really having a lot of trust that you're just showing up the way you're supposed to. And I can't screw this up. And you can't screw it up. So, <laughs> you know, this... The, 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 the dance between a student and a teacher back to how we started yeah, this. Yeah. It really, because at the core of it, the student and the teacher is the same. Okay. The question is, in your life right now, where are you on the path? Are you one that wants to invite and inspire and encourage other people to right. be themselves? Right. Or are you still in a place where you're just wanting to know who you are? Hmm. And quite frankly, this work is exactly for that. There is room for all of it. There is right. room for finding who yourself, who you are, right. and just being... That's, that's a feat on its, of its own. Right. And then there is the right. opportunity and invitation for people to become community builders and, right. and, and create or allow for that role to be, to, to be their life within their community. Right. Because we are serving a role. Right. So how do you talk about it? You'll know. Okay. But you, the first thing is you never worry about it. <laughs> or you worry about it and you still get there right right sure. right, right you don't you don't like, you, you won't feel to. stuck at it oh you feel stuck at it and you still do it but yeah. it, it's but it's all part of the harmony it really is it, it really is when i when, when i have conversations with people and they say but i need uh, i need credibility you know people feel like that they need credibility mm. that's what this the current structure has been ingrained in us that you need right. more credibility right. I always say your intention alone is your, all the credibility you need hmm. just the fact that you wake up in the morning and wanting to be a positive part of this world that's, you, that's a big step ahead from the competitive right. you know dog eat dog mindset out there yeah. right. I mean our right. current culture is completely based on what I refer to as the hero's quest which is that right. you need to get something that you don't have it's outside of you right. you can usually buy it somewhere well you have to go on a journey to get it well yeah you, know, you have to go on a trip you know you yeah, have yeah, to yeah, yeah. you have to go train it's a different kind master. of journey but yeah, yeah yes, it's a it's but there's there's there are certain metrics that a value that that are imposed upon us that tell us whether or not we're successful right. whether or not we've made it whether or not we fit whether or not we belong and they are all outside of us right. so we were handed that story and most right. of us are still unconscious of the fact that we're still playing in that story and we're right. not designing our own game we're playing the hero's quest game and there's no win in the game that's how the game works mm. the bar will always move up so you'll always right. be miserable and you'll always feel inadequate and it's based within a scarcity model mm. well you can't solve poverty within the given scarcity economic model it's right. impossible right. the current economic model is literally designed so that out of 10 people one person will be in poverty 
in order for it to work. Mm. And you can't, so you have to restructure the entire system. And the only way to do that is to put something different at the center point. You could call it abundance, you could call it love, you could call it whatever you want, but that something is the difference. And for me, it's a whole systems overhaul of, of our culture, one person at a time. So for me, it's also a fun game of social activism mm. that just is something I like to play with in the morning to get me out of bed. It's right. like, okay, how do we do this? But that sounds like, like something um, that takes a lot of time, so I can see why you, you'd say it's a year training program or, or even more. I mean, it's kind of, it, it's, it's a lifelong work to really... Uh, uh, Although, you know, there are points along the way where you can uh, do, you know, be in different states to help different people to do different things. It sounds like something that we end up doing for the rest of our lives. If you want, but most people that come in, they don't seem to want to leave. So that's been working out well. Yeah, people, when people ask me, how do you know it works? I say, because I met people that have been doing this for 25 years. I know them personally. Mm hmm. So if you've been doing something for 25 years and they say, so how about that? what are they like? What are they like? I'm like, well, when you meet people in their 60s and 70s and they act like they're 18, I know it's working. <laughs> and I mean it in the <laughs> best of sense. <laughs> so. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so um, we're just finishing up the first hour of the program. we still got another hour to go. So if anyone out there listening would like to call in and ask your own questions of Shana, Ori, or myself, please feel free to call in. Our call-in number is 877-480-4120. You're listening to Being Community Radio, and we will be right back. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. Out of darkness, light are pumping, 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 pumping. Into white light, all things running, running. And we are back being community radio. We're here with Sam, the owner, founder, creator of Talking Alternative. It's a really amazing platform for anyone that has a message that's building community that's looking for a consistent place to share their gifts and their expression Mm -hmm. and to have it online forever and ever and ever Mm -hmm. and ever this is really the place i love it uh this is all what community is about especially for tonight where shana is here flew in from los angeles to discuss the life essentials institute which really is all about community building and creating an aligned for space for people to find out who they are or allow their essential task to be uncovered and explored which is ultimately the same thing format your life around what you love format your life around being what you love and it's an entire training program that is designed to uh, give people an opportunity to find themselves in a guiding role where we create safe learning environments in which people have the space to find out and uncover who they are heal and release traumas and and any blockages from just living in this society and when people come back to the heart what happens next is freedom of imagination and when the imagination is free then our divine power is 
alive once again and real power expresses itself through our presence and I know so many people including myself mm-hmm. who we have always looked for a job or a career or a place in the personal development healing spiritual community building industry and quite frankly it's been very frustrating because there are a lot of programs out there but then for people like me and I'll just say it the moment I explore it or maybe sometimes it takes me more than a moment you usually hit a plateau I get to a place where I'm like this is it that's it like okay I have a couple <laughs> of binders I have a couple of mentors <laughs> and that's uh, better me that I usually end up at the point of disappointment Right, like that, like the 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 person leading the program wasn't who I thought they were. was wasn't as an integrity or, 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 or you know, does something I'm like. I would never do that. Why the hell are they doing that? You well, know? we'll talk about that yeah. next group. Next group, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so Shana, just to to get down to the nitty gritty a little bit. Let's say someone like me. I'm the owner of a wellness center. I, I hear about this program. I look. This is great. This is something I want to learn about, incorporate in my wellness center. So, what do I do? What What are the next steps? Okay, I come to this program. Mm-hmm. What What should I expect? So you'll come and you'll be trained and you'll be certified. And we have a program that does two things. It's okay. got two components. One is the educational program. Okay. I'm still looking for a better word for the methodology that we use. Okay. It's the easiest way for me to explain it is to say that in life there are two pieces. There's awareness and there's consciousness. Mm. The awareness is the feeling state. And for me, describing it is like trying to put words to infinity. Just the, mm. the talking about it even starts to limit it. But we all have a sense of what it is, right? So that field of awareness, Oreo was referring to it uh, earlier tonight, where you drop in to the the co-creative space between us all, Mm -hmm. and you allow it to start to inform you and shape you, and you feel the feelings and you see the images. They come to me as images, feelings. Mm -hmm. That's the state of awareness. Beginning to form a language around it is consciousness. So in this okay. program, and, and the consciousness needs to come from the awareness the, okay. and serve the awareness. So in this case, it's very much heart-based. Mm-hmm. And When you say heart-based, what do you mean? The things that I associate with, like if that's a, so now there's an awareness state. So the first thing that I did when you asked that question was to drop into the feelings of what I mean by that. Now I'm looking for words that would shape that. For me, it's that sense of compassion, connection, relation, being able to look through the eyes of those states. Mm. It's a a state of connectedness, uh, connected. Sure. Mm. Okay, yeah, I mean... How would you describe it? No... uh, the heart is the place it's the one place in the body that when it has constant movement we're alive and when we know when it doesn't beat Mm -hmm. the life force is no longer with us so the heart is the one chakra or area or point in our body that we can tell we can physically tell that it's experiencing 
life from the outside or inside or a place that's not here. Mm -hmm. So when we are in our heart, we are literally in a connected place. We are connected to the same energy that connects all living things. So when you say heart-based, is literally mean within and into the intelligence of life itself. Yeah. Uh, so I asked to that's great yeah <laughs> like you, I love it. you're so articulate I keep thinking I'm going to hire you to write all of our copy that's great you got a new job over yeah. here you're next oh, okay. <laughs> so so the awareness and the consciousness and what you just did was great also because I was watching you and feeling you speak from awareness so you're trying to sh- you use the words to try and shape that that awareness right. and well I'm a student you know, I mean, yeah, I've been a student for, for you know, s- six years now or so, and it's beautiful. What I've learned the most, honestly, is to let go. Like, mm-hmm. the, the whole thing about you can't screw this up mm-hmm. really translates for me into an ongoing journey of surrender, an ongoing journey of letting go and feeling safe that whatever needs to come through me is coming through me. And that includes my purpose, my destiny, my gifts. And when I stopped fighting and trying and looking for a career and just allowing the images and feelings and fantasies that I've had since I'm a kid to... Because everybody has them. Absolutely. Everyone. Everyone. Whether they are in the form of broken dreams or heartbreaks or... But they're great guides. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, is Armand right? He talks about let the doubts be the anchors of what you are wanting or something like that. So the, what you were saying before, the training and the uh, methodology or the intelligence of this dynamic body of work yeah. uh, is heart-based, which mm-hmm. means w- while it has intellectual properties, it's based on life wisdom and infinite wisdom, compassion, mm-hmm. kindness, mm-hmm. generosity. And not just heart-based. Let's not leave the mind, the spirit, the body out. They're all needed. But this culture in particular tends to emphasize the mind so heavily right. that right. the nice counterbalance of it is the heart space. Right. So that it becomes a dance of the, the, uh, the all of those different pieces, mm-hmm. the balance. Sam, do you have right now a reason or a way or a motivation to bring people together on an ongoing basis. I mean, I already do, and I want to continue doing it even more. So this is, so this is, this would be a reason to do that. This would be right. some gifts and education, and it, it's got right. a whole nutritional supplement program which we haven't even touched right. about. Oh. So the nitty gritty, going yes. back to your nitty gritty, yeah. is the so you, so the practical points okay you come to the training what do you get you get a big binder right. we, we, we call them the big lei binders uh-huh. i love walking to all my friends homes and i see them they're great <laughs> and essentially it is when i was traveling with armand and i listened to him talking night after night and group after group the people in front of him would change but what i noticed was that he was still in one conversation so there was a line that went through it. There was actually a linearness that was there. And when mm-hmm. I started to track back different years where I could find transcripts and MP3s mm-hmm. and things like that and listen to them, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours that wow. of him speaking and, and transcriptions that I've poured through. There is a linearness year to year, and mm-hmm. it, co- it, it coalesces around the seasons. Okay. It, it reflects the indigenous cultures that were more in alignment with seasons which reflect the the birth and the dying cycles and the mysteries of life Mm -hmm. and all of them were themes 
about self-exploration, but what they were really, what was under those themes were these tools, these supportive mm-hmm. tools and structures of how to create a life that was in more of an alignment of the state of harmony mm-hmm. that was allowing for your expression of self to come through, whatever that is, whatever right. that means to you. Right. So in that we compiled what we call a curriculum or methodology that's a month by month building of terminology and language that shapes this intelligence of the work mm-hmm. so you get that you get that binder and then mm-hmm. in addition to that we do have a nutritional supplement program okay so when people come in every month to your wellness program that would be mm-hmm. an lei program that you could also infuse with mm-hmm. your wellness practice right they also get to take these nutritional supplements Mm -hmm. at the monthly journeys we call the journey because it's a journey into yourself and into this exploration and those nutritional supplements we can talk more about i know we're about to break so that it's but they're based on the the teachings that i referred to in the beginning with his family and his mother and his grandmother who is Chinese and he works with traditional Chinese medicine. Chinese? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he has a whole compilation of people in his life. German, <laughs> Chinese, Peruvian. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's part of what makes him the perfect bridge. He has so uh, many components. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks The language of no words is how we speak Ellie Journey with nutritional supplements that's what we are talking about yeah and you were mentioning and uh, as that they are based on the you know ancient wisdom and these are basically in, uh, indigenous technologies for meaning making with something well that's the philosophy part yeah okay that's the meaning making the nutritional supplements the way that they work there's a couple different components to that one is we're so used to in this culture thinking of everything in a very fragmented way the body the mind the heart the spirit if you have a headache for instance it's something that happened to you now you're a victim of the headache and you have to go take something to make it go away as opposed to well you're you're emotional you've been emotional lately and your right shoulder has been hiked up because that's where you carry all your stress and your breath has gotten really tight and it's jacked up your muscles and now your imagination is blocked and you keep thinking the world's going to crash the world's going to crash and now you have a headache and you can't figure out why and so you take some aspirin okay maybe that alleviates the symptom maybe it it got the blood back to where it should be or the muscles relaxed but what really happened Mm. we don't really think about it that way in this culture we're so programmed to think take this feel better so we're developing and they're not out yet but we've been developing health uh, health supplements that are designed to work with the body and support the body but not necessarily by itself so what do i mean by that let's say that you're having trouble sleeping right now your options are pretty limited in terms of what kind of support you can get if you were developing something that supports the kidneys, that tonifies, that does things that are good for the body instead of working against the body, but also mm-hmm. that there's, you can use them on their own, and certainly it's a better alternative to most of what you get out there. But also now you take the 
whole program together with that supplement. And, and actually, we have online, we have um, an audio course that Armand designed a, a while ago called Journey into Sleep that talks about mm. how to create better sleep patterns and how to look at sleep from a non-fragmented piece where is the you know, most of us don't sleep because we've got thoughts turning or we have stress or the breathing or we've we've screwed up our hormones because we didn't eat well and so our blood sugar's off and now we can't sleep because the kidneys are overworking we don't think about those pieces altogether usually mm-hmm. so lei wants to put forward a new way of thinking about the the whole picture mm-hmm. and so the supplements that we designed are all based on those components and we've put them around the the traditional indigenous wheel by dividing them into four main categories body mind spirit and heart uh so we do when we meet once a month together the 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 lei groups they meet once a month typically Mm -hmm. we do have some facilitators who are putting together groups in different schedules that's fine it's a flexible program whatever works for you and for your community We have some people that are implementing them with yoga programs and doing yoga throughout the, okay, whatever works for you, it's fine. So, but the program itself is designed to be once a month as at least a starting point. And you and your community, we give you what we call journey supplements. Mm -hmm. And they're nutritional supplements that will engage a particular part so we have a heart supplement Mm -hmm. what does the heart supplement do when you take it you feel more relaxed you feel a little uplifted you feel kind of that warm yummy feeling but it doesn't uh, it doesn't change you in a place where you become too tired or too anything where you couldn't drive a car for example okay um, it's not an altering kind of an effect. It's a very light effect. The way that I describe it is how you would feel after a great run or a good yoga class. Or so it's okay to operate heavy equipment. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So it's it's literally the it's if if there was a definition about it, it's puts you it puts you in your heart. Puts you in your heart. That's, so, so that but it's subtle also. Right. It's it feels right. like s- several of the people that we've worked with said. At first, they were just thinking they were in a great mood and they were having this great time, mm. and then all of a sudden they realized it was because this had opened yeah i've definitely noticed that i'm friendlier yeah but that's (laughs) that's literally what it means to be in the heart yeah Uh, it literally means that you are again in a space where you're connected to life Hmm. so of course you're friendlier it's the natural place to be yeah so a lot of people say why why bother with that at all right well first of all you don't have to i've used the methodology on its own it's very effective Mm -hmm. as a tool right however these nutritional supplements offer another supportive tool. Okay. So I always refer to them as the hot dry room. And you'll hear me, my clients probably heard me do this a million times. Uh, it's who are you in a hot dry room? So right now, if you imagine yourself in a 115 degree room that's completely dry, how are you going to start behaving? Some people are going to melt into the floor, try to relax, take deep breaths. They're going to meditate. Some people are going to start beating the door down, screaming at their neighbor, telling people this is all your fault. (laughs) Who are you in a hot dry room? So the same thing is true when you have a heart opening experience. Who are you in intimacy? Who are you in connection? Who are you in, in relation? So all of those pieces pop up to the surface when you change your internal environment. And the nutritional supplements simply serve to be mild nudgers mm-hmm. of your internal 
environment. And are these designed to be taken like once in a while, every day, whenever so you feel the, like the it? The journey supplements themselves are only available through an LEI certified facilitator. Okay. And they're used in conjunction with your monthly group. Oh, okay. So you might have a practice here where your right. wellness, you could, you could uh, integrate that with your practice and you could mm-hmm. bring in 10 of your clients once a month mm-hmm. and use this as part of a whole bigger program. Or you could use it on its own, depending on who you are, what your style right, is. Right. The question for you, would it be easier to bend spoon with the mind <laughs> nutritional supplement <laughs> or the heart? That's for you to find out. Always the heart. Right. Um, so I'm assuming in the training program you learn... Uh, you know when is appropriate i mean i don't know maybe not necessarily but like when when do you use one supplement as opposed to another supplement that's a huge part of the training that's a massive part of the training right now we did a beta group of facilitating training Mm -hmm. Uh, we've had a beta group going for the last few years several years on and off in different forms and shapes and one of the things i think in particular in this culture is that that has people try and go on intuition with that Mm -hmm. uh, or they try and come from mind actually I've seen that as well where they Mm -hmm. they look at a person and they try to analyze them and oh well this person needs instead of feeling into which Mm -hmm. is that state of awareness Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of the training is how Mm -hmm. do you cultivate that 90% of what Armand does is invisible most people think he's walking around the room making chit chat looking at a book having a conversation I've heard people say I didn't really interact with him that much I don't think he was really paying attention and yet I know that energetically he spent most of the night working with them it's a completely different way of working and so how do you teach a culture that's not even aware that that's a a reality that that's a possibility so first we have to start developing the language we were talking about spoon bending when we walked in and how it rocked my dad's world he (laughs) loves to tell that story so it literally changed his life because he was he was a mathematical background person if you if you if it if if you couldn't touch it it wasn't real And uh, a friend of mine came over and bent a spoon in front of him. And he said, well, that's just some kind of gimmick. I could never do it. And she taught him how to hold a spoon and said, just try. Mm-hmm. And it bent in his hands without him understanding how or why. And it was right. magic to him. Right. And it completely changed him because it shifted his sense of what's possible and what's real. Right. And it opened him to the fact that there are energies and things he didn't understand from his mind world. Right. And he became a complete adventurer of the non-tangible. Yeah. I mean, uh, having taught spoon b- many spoon-bending workshops, I've seen so many people come through who, um, and sometimes the most skeptical people are the people who bend the spoon the first. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they just can't believe, like, what just happened. Why, why is that? Why do you feel... Why yeah. the most skeptical bend first? Yeah. Be- because... Uh, there's such disbelief around it they're not attached to it whereas if someone think oh yeah i can come in and bend a spoon like like usually when i do a workshop it's like the people who are healers are like the last people to bend Got it. because there's so much meaning behind oh i have to bend they're so attached to the outcome and that's part of it what i teach is that yeah that that being attached to the outcome is what blocks you and that if you have no attachment like you totally assume you're never going to do it so then it doesn't matter if you do it or not. You're not attached to it. Boom. It Got it. bends that's right away. That's when the mind gets involved. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's the big teaching is really distracting yourself while testing and trying to bend. 
and finding that moment when all of a sudden this hard piece of metal isn't so hard anymore and it bends like butter. I believe for my dad, it was my mom came and sat next to him and held his hand and he Ah, felt the connection between her and him that he was Uh, able to completely melt into the process. And he talks about that. And it was... and, And in the beginning, I think he would always call my mom over and say, come hold my hand so I can do this. And then eventually he realized he knew where the connection was uh, and he could just tune into that connection, that feeling state yeah. and bend it from there. Beautiful. It's a sweet story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. So you ready to start your own group? I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. What other questions do you have? So, well, we only got like a, a minute and a half or so before break, but um, here, at least locally in New York City, you're planning on, on having something you call an intensive Yes, we have a training intensive for people who are interested either as training facilitators or Mm -hmm. coming and having an immersed experience of what LEI is. And there are people that have been working in Oria's groups and other groups in New York, in Mm -hmm. Armand's community. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, the people that are coming into LEI Mm -hmm. and incorporating it and integrating it Mm -hmm. with their current practices are are having transformational experiences. It's really amazing. Not to uh, mention, it's also super fun. Yeah. We did one in January, and it was like five-day camp for grown-ups. Uh, we had, and it's very collaborative. All the different facilitators that are coming in put on other pieces and offer support to each other uh, and took uh, care of each other. And we had movies at night, and we had ecstatic <laughs> dancing, and it was just a blast. So, yes, uh, the dates are October 16th through the 21st, and more information on the website. Which is? www.lifeessentialsinstitute.com And on that note, we're going <laughs> to go to break, and when we come back, we'll talk some more about the Life Essentials Institute. During the break, I mentioned what, as a, I consider myself a community builder, and truthfully, I didn't think that I would say that, you know, five years ago, six years ago. I thought I'd call myself a spiritual teacher, a rabbi without religion, a life guide, or whatnot. And then I, re- and then over the years of actually doing this, I realized that that's really what's happening. I'm a community builder, and I serve a specific role within the community but ultimately it's about the connections that are happening and the support the real support structure and my it's not mine but the secret sauce really this the 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 core the backbone of the success because i can say success because six seven years ago when i was working nine to five and hating it for many 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 years and even though I was talented and smart and whatever, uh, com- even confident, nothing would work. And somehow for whatever I'm doing now to work to, to tell you that the main reason for this to be working is the consistent meetings. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't realize that, but 
I have been literally paying anywhere from I, st- I started at thirty dollars to now at upwards of seven hundred dollars every month, just in one specific space where I can where it's available for people to come and hang out, and those weekly consistent meetings are the they really are the core they're the backbone they are the secret sauce for this operation but i believe it's for any operation that's why the churches and the synagogues and the mosques and all the centers that i mean they really it's it i mean people people are looking for a consistent place to come and be themselves. People are looking for a consistent place to come and be with their peers. It's actually usually not about the teachers. You and I know places right. where people come together every week and they literally come together to make fun of their teachers. Right. But at least <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. <laughs> but at least they have a space to do it. And every yeah. you know, if you have a practice or you're looking for a practice, whether you have a practice that you're looking to grow it or you're looking to start a practice in the healing arts get you know get start putting dates on the calendar that are consistent and you show up and you show up every week or every two weeks or like lei is recommending every month and i wish that it was more complicated but it's really not right. if you commit to showing up at a place you know start once a month you will make it you will succeed right. it will happen so i know because you and i have been in other organizations that we've met in before all of this where what kept everybody together was just the fact that they would eat dinner together once a week right or that they mm. would work on service projects together and they that fed them they felt like they could give back um, and there was something to do every single night in terms of showing up and volunteering or having a meal together or talking to each other and when I left that organization because it felt it just didn't fit me anymore. The structures felt too confining for me. I it was the community that was so difficult to sort of give up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I mean ultimately a lot of the community is now working with me like you and I are right. sitting here tonight together which was beautiful <laughs> beautiful but I was so scared <laughs> at that moment of losing the community. Right. It's community and community support that we're so hungry for. Yeah. 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 It's just I see that prevalent everywhere. But it is also yeah. that heart piece because the thing that we need to keep the community is to see the world through heart. Right. I keep coming back to that. Right. You know, my the weekly gatherings that I host you know, people may think that it's for other people, but the That's truth right. is, the main the main uh, benefactor and reason is me. Like it keeps me working. That's right. It keeps me mm-hmm. showing up, and it takes the message out of it. It takes the tools and the resources and the reasons out of it. It's just about me showing up, me being available, and everything else has been forming around it. And right. yeah, it it's actually. It took two, three years for me to not worry if anybody's going to show up. Mm-hmm. But the point is, and most people don't do it, unfortunately. Most people do not do it. My, yeah, well, I have a community that we've been building in, in the Washington, D.C. area that's similar to the one you have out here in New York. And it is the things they do in between our, our groups. And I started it with, we went bowling. We had barbecues. We Just mm. simple things of just, let's just be together because we like each other and we like to hang out. And 
and forming community. It's mm. it's. I used to joke that it's all about the potluck, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. And in in fact, Armand talks a lot about growing up in South America and watching in Peru specifically watching what he called the party economy build, which is y- you would bring whatever you had to a big party. So there would be music, and you would bring food or ice or water or the plates or whatever you had and everybody would pool all their resources and that's how they supported and took care of each other Mm. and it was just a big party i mean who doesn't want to just have fun with your friends all the time i mean ultimately that's really what this is it's you're okay let's go have fun (laughs) it really like let's hang out let's talk let's that's that's what I like to do. So LEI is... Uh, it's really just da- a big party. Right. Well, uh-huh. and, and, and the dynamic uh, methodology that you have is based around the season and is based around monthly meetings. That's right. And so not only do you have different topics and what themes that you explore, mm-hmm. you also do have... I mean, I, I know we're not talking much about the nutritional supplements because... We talked I, I, a little I, bit. We talked a little bit, but, you know, people have an issue, like... Do we need it? Why do we need it? Yeah. Uh, but people have no issue about going out and getting a green juice because now we get it. It's not about needing it. Right. It's, it's, it's about we are we are electrical. Supportive. Uh, yeah. No, we are also biological machines. That's right. true. We are. We are biological machines. Right. And we are all, uh, you know, uh, impulses of uh, chemicals, electricity. And to have peace again with food and nutritional supplements that right. tilt our, the way which we make meaning in our life and just introduce us and gives us glimpses into spaces that are softer doesn't mean that we are depending on something yeah. it's quite the opposite right. it's, it's just a tool it's helpful you can work with it or work without it we've well, been doing it for generations we've been doing it for right. millennia that's in what we uh, do and, and it, when you go into like if you go into Peru and you go into the, some of the indigenous cultures they have what they call dietas or the diets that prepare mm-hmm. you for doing their ritual ceremony work right. and a lot of what we thought about with LEI was those dietas how do you create nutritionally supportive programs that support transformational awareness states? So we've thought even one day about working with actual foods and doing diets and doing restaurants. I mean, I can think of a few people in our community that would be Mm. amazing at that. And um, it really is. I mean, food is medicine in that way. And that's how a lot of indigenous cultures thought about it. But we've been now programmed back to, you Mm. know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, in the Orient, food food literally is medicine. Right. Like, you know, they know exactly. You got a sore throat. This is you make cook exactly. this with this. You know, put ginger with orange. You got a cold. Right. You know, food food is medicine. Right. Yeah, and so the ability. So and supplements are like that. Right. Yeah. The ability and the permission to bring people together and then introduce nutritional supplements that bring you into a space of a softening and a compassion. Just enough to feel the difference mm. really does all the magic. Yeah. Really just just to know that this is also possible. And the, like, like Shana said, who are you when you're in your heart? Right. Who are you when you are more vulnerable? Right. And the traumas will come up at first because whenever you have a heart-opening experience, whenever you have intimacy, again, it's not this idealistic, everything's pink and magical and lovely and... No, almost everybody instantly becomes afraid. They become sad. They become, there's a tenderness that's next to that open heart. Mm. Uh, Carlos Castaneda called it the warrior's heart. 
it's 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 in every one of us the minute that you open up there's that tender feeling and so and there's fear and there's trauma patterns and there's resistance and we push away from love when we want to be pulling it in and we don't understand so all of that we get to explore and there's 10 15 people around you that are loving and supportive and not judgmental or if they are there's enough there's always enough people that are there to support you right And then there is the guide, uh, which you're either participating right. as a student or a guide. And, you know, we are making peace. Like we, we are li- also literally we're, we're, we're teaching how to make peace with, with nutritional supplements, with guidance, with community. Uh, it's funny because community, spirituality, uh, money, they, they, have like, they, have like, they have a bad rep. Yes. So, you know, and sex. plants uh, ultimately we are using a lot of the or, or trying to bring awareness to the stuff that we think well I've gotten a, a bad rap actually we are facing them and 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 showing the beauty that got corrupted yeah well right, and here right. comes my social activism again it's that those are the pieces that are defiant of the high of sort of this power structure that you keeps us in a constant state of buying and being afraid and mm-hmm. playing by the hero's quest game the, that's why Armand always says to love is a subversive act to love yourself mm. to love another to see to, to come from that space it, it flies in the face of what culture is currently based on really mm-hmm. and so it becomes a subversive act but I think one by one by one by one we kind of flip the script and And so that changes the center point. When we were first creating LEI, the image I got was trying to move a tornado with a hairdryer. <laughs> and I finally thought, okay, I'm going to put the hairdryer down and just build a bigger tornado. And if you keep that, that other space in the, as the center point, mm-hmm. it draws in all of those old, outdated modalities. everything right now is based on scarcity the economy right. the education system advertising everything it's based on that's why what you were saying in the beginning the rest is advertising right. and so if we can build a different operating system that's based on connectivity that's based on compassion that's based on mm, trust op- trust all of those things that are then I, I do think it 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 changes the whole topography Tap me out and tap me into you Heal my brain and my body too Balance my chemistry, hydrate these cells Cause the body talks and meditation helps The body talks and meditation helps um, So Shana, I just wanted to ask you What is your hope for LEI? What is your vision? What is your intention? Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to look just a little bit down the road, what do you see for LEI? So I have two answers. One is a safe space to make this work available to everyone. Okay. The second is I really don't have my own intention okay. other than to serve the intention of the community mm-hmm. and to have LEI be a vehicle for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have... Um, collaboration is a really really important part of lei for me okay. and what and what do you mean by collaboration so it's interesting because i did see an organization that 
I thought came from a really beautiful starting point. And I saw the more people that got involved, the more people started, and there was a lot of money and there was a lot of mm. power. People started to fight over it and tear it up and create and turn it into something I didn't think was its original intent. Mm-hmm. And so that that was actually really nice to watch because mm. I saw that when fear is at the center point again, that the sort of human nature of competitiveness and power structures take over often. Right. And it's really... I have a lot of compassion for it. It's a survival mechanism that kicks mm-hmm. in. But I kept thinking, how do you how do you create a structure like this and mm-hmm. safeguard it to the best of your ability mm-hmm. from that same type of uh, outcome? And the answer for me was to, com- to constantly give it back to the community to organize itself. Uh. So I'm perfectly happy, although it's not actually my favorite place to be in front of the camera, in front of the mic, in front of, uh, because for me, it's, I don't like the separation, but I'm happy to go first. That's how I look Mm. at it. It's an act of service. You're not alone. There are a couple of other people here with you. I hope so. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, but my hope really is that, that the community takes it over and starts to turn it into what they want it to be. Yes, we have mm-hmm. to sit up here and create safety and create some organization and create mm-hmm. some structure in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's meant to be a collaborative venture. So mm-hmm. each person that comes and joins LEI changes it. And that's great. Mm-hmm. So we were talking uh, about the intensive that will be here in New York in October. Right. And I was mentioning that the intensive we did in Los Angeles in January Each day we had at least three hours of what we called collaborative workshops where Mm -hmm. the participants, the facilitators in training took over the training. Mm -hmm. So they would, they would, we posted big sign up sheets and everybody would offer whatever their gifts were. So for you, let's say it was the spoon bending workshop and you could teach the other facilitators spoon bending. Mm -hmm. And then they could also potentially bring you into their groups Mm -hmm. to now that they know what you do Mm -hmm. and you could teach that group that, that month could mm-hmm. be spoon bending and how that could be a part of the group that they implement. Mm-hmm. And you know why we have people that did ecstatic dance. We had people that mm-hmm. did poetry readings. We had people that did energy work, breath work. It was phenomenal. All of the pieces that each facilitator brought in mm-hmm. and now they can collaboratively co-share groups, co-teach groups. And we have a whole structure for that financially. So everybody feels safe oh, cool. and it, it, it promotes that collaboration. Mm-hmm. So that was a really important piece for us. Another really important piece for us was support. One mm-hmm. of the things that facilitators, people in this kind of field do, I'm sure the two of you will find this familiar, is we, we don't have a place to take care of ourselves in community. Mm. So one of the things that yes, one of the things that I wanted to do and we've done is create facilitator groups where the facilitators just come in and share and talk and support each other. It's like an LEI group for facilitators where you just take care of each other. It's like a peer group. Yeah, but it's it's deeper than a peer group because it's support. Mm. You, when you're working energetically with people, when you're working with people's psyches and you're mm. moving through those patterns, a lot of times you'll find they hook into you. Where do you mm. go? Where do you go to take care of yourself? Where do you go to lean into and mm. to be loved and to be nurtured and to be supported? Mm-hmm. That's so important. Yeah. And so it's not just a community where the facilitators have a role in leadership, but it's also where they can share, support each other, care about each other, 
And so at the intensive, one of the things we asked the community to do was to actively look at where they needed support and to ask for it, Mm -hmm. but also to provide it for each other and to care for each other and support each other. Mm -hmm. And when we put that out there as an intention on the first day, people Mm -hmm. did what the two of you just did. They went, oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Like two people started crying. They were just like so. And that as facilitators, as people that want to come in and care for others, we so forget to do the same and to build community for ourselves that's caring and that's so important so one of the intentions with life essentials institute is also to provide a community for the facilitators to love on each other and support each other and talk facilitator to facilitator and to go to each other for care get body work get energy work it's it's so vital and so important and Mm -hmm. so that's another that that was another really wonderful part of the intensive as well as the training in general Mm -hmm. is it provides community for the facilitators as well Mm -hmm. So it's really lovely that way. If someone is not able to make it to the intensive, mm-hmm. is there, so there are there other ones? I mean, give us a little bit of the structure for the year. So I don't know what our calendar year 2016 looks like yet because I'm waiting for Armand to do his. But to be certified. To So to be certified, you can sign up at any point for the full year program because we do have the recordings available on our inner website, Basecamp, which will give you access to all the recordings. And... We assign you to a mentor who'll work with you to catch you up or to keep you going, um, and and we can we can tailor it to anyone's. So the, so the program is all inclusive, meaning you may change yeah. that the, the, the amount of meetings or the days of the intensive, but the once someone is coming in, the commitment is for a year, and then you have a, you know the right now you have an intensive in New York, you may have an intensive in the West Coast. Yeah. You have monthly the calls. D- the dates won't change. Uh, so the 2016 calendar, once it gets released, it's once a month, and it'll be you'll be able to either watch it live if you can't get to Los Angeles or New York where the courses are held, mm-hmm. or you can stream it or you can watch it recorded later. Um, so there are a lot of options because we do have people taking the course from all over the world, and so sometimes the time zone doesn't work. Although we've had dedicated people staying up throughout the night, which has been really sweet, mm. uh, so that they can type in questions and participate live with us. It's it's nice to have the interactive component, but if you can't, you can't. You have a mentor that you're working with. They'll work with you. The curriculum is posted on Basecamp. There are other facilitators there to support you, and they'll be working with you to make sure that your understanding is comprehensive and we also have regional builders that help you build communities like you and like somebody else that we have on the West Coast. And those people are there to help support you in that process. So there's a lot of supportive components in the program in both the training side as well as the, the student side. So you, you put in I mean you put in a lot of time and a lot of hard work into mm. this. Yeah. Mm. And I'm so happy I know you for a while because I know how much, I mean, I don't know how much work it takes because I, quite frankly, I've never done so much. Like, it, it baffles, <laughs> baffles me to know, <laughs> and also to know what you've been up against. Meaning, because you, you, you're doing, you're, you're the frontier of, of this kind of work and, um, can you tell us what's been keeping you going? Do you even know? Like I probably don't know. I mean, I think it's like better than anything else I can think of. It's just, mm. 
it's fun and i it's also part of like what you said i wanted more training Hmm. i didn't feel like i was getting enough training and i wanted community and i wanted people to play with so okay match match (laughs) win-win like that works and and the fact that people show up and want it just (laughs) amazes me so so that's really a cool tidbit for people who are you know maybe struggling or thinking about developing something go for what you want like develop the stuff that you need for yourself or develop the things that you would have wanted from yeah or that you want to teach or that you want to you know if you want to teach a program in africa because you've always wanted to work in africa great if you want to do a program that works with kids because you've always wanted to work with kids great if you just want to do this because it's a better way to create an economic system for yourself that's supportive and allows you to play and explore great whatever works for you so there is curriculum there is monthly trainings there are nutritional supplements right now available for lei journeys yeah if you're a certified facilitator when you're a certified facilitator Mm -hmm. as a and and i've tried the mind and the heart and i know that they work and that's very exciting there's also a global support network yes for you know, as mentors, regional facilities, there's a bunch of stuff going yeah. on that are here for you. And there's, uh, most of all, there's the resi- the readiness and availability of the culture right now. They're looking. I know people that's are looking. That's very true. So, and that's the call. Yeah. And a lot of them are doing it in ways that aren't safe, and this is safe, and that's so important. Yeah, to close out, Shana, I'd just like to ask you, of this whole process, this whole life's journey that you've been on, what surprised you most about All LAI? Of All of All it. All of it. <laughs> there is nothing that hasn't surprised me. Wonderful. And if anyone listening wants to get in touch with you, ask you a question, how would they find you? Through the website? They or? can go through the website. If they fill out info form, that'll, okay. that'll come to me. If they address a question to me, I'll get it. So Life Essentials Institute. Yes, and go on Facebook. And go on Facebook. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you.